Taylor, let's catch up. I, the clocks were a little discombobulated today. I know I, I'm not sure you slept that much between Saturday and Sunday. And, and Sunday was an early one, particularly early. We did have an early one. We had the Germany game. And so when you woke up around like 3.30, 4, you figured, oh. well, you might as well just get up anyway. You've got a game in a couple hours. Just stay up. You know what? Just hang out. Stay up. Why not? You know, I mean, I you feel like I told early Sam, Sam does this all the time. Yeah, I, I don't say my, my sleep patterns are just awkward and bizarre. And I, I would not suggest it for anybody. And I'm glad that you took a page out of my book today. All right. We're trying to do this in 10 minutes or under. Can we get out of here in 10 minutes, Taylor? I, I think it's impossible because so much happened week nine. But here we are halfway point. But let's let's start in Germany. Taylor, I think I'm ready to say it about the Dolphins. I don't know if you're quite mm -hmm. there with me yet, but I'm I, there with you. Okay. I think that we knew going into that game, they had lost their past five games to teams with a winning record. Today was no different. A lot of people were saying, oh, the Chiefs came a little bit later than the Dolphins did to Germany. Is it going to throw them off? And clearly it did not throw them off. I'm just going to say week nine, halfway through this season, the Dolphins, the word I'm going to use for the Dolphins is adorable. adorable. They're adorable. It's just one of those things I can, I will always watch them. They're a lot of fun. Offensively, they can be spectacular. They threw 70 points up against the Broncos. They will be remembered fondly in this season. But yeah. this is a team that now we just know. And I think they make it to the playoffs, and I think that they get eliminated pretty quickly. But that's no, nothing to, you know, it, it, look, it's, it, it, exactly. that. They're going to have a good season. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Yes. But if they want to compete deep into January, they're going to have to start beating teams have a winning record Measures. and they're good and Measures. like you said before this podcast there was three main games that they've had benchmarks for this season and they've lost all three the measuring stick games for the dolphins to this point bills eagles chiefs and two of them were really not that close and today you know the game week nine sunday in germany got close but really just wasn't and frankly that last play it's just like there's certain indelible moments of a team you know there's just something – I don't know what it is about Tua, but I, the snap wasn't perfect at the end of the game, Taylor, on that last play. But it just – that's just an image, you know, See, seeing the ball kind of sail past him, jump diving on it to, to finish the game. It was just – I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just – all right, in an effort to move on, I'm just going to say Dolphins are adorable, and that's just it. That was that was kind of – And are the Chiefs – do you think the Chiefs are back on track now? I Or do you think that they just didn't face a team – that was really that tough. Can I just say I'm just never worried about the Chiefs? I don't know what it would take for me to be worried about the Chiefs. I, yeah. I don't think I still I still don't think the Chiefs. I think Valdez Scantling, you know, blew a, a pass today that, that I really think from a receiving core standpoint, they're going to need to make that play to win another Super Bowl. But I just I, I'm just somehow not worried. There's just something about it that there's just a confidence there. This game in the balance on Sunday again, they find a way, and most of the time they do. And I'm just. With, with Reed and Mahomes and Kelsey, I'm just not going to be worried until until they're eliminated. Until I, until we see the seconds come off the clock in a playoff game, which has happened. We know that Burrow yeah. has beat Mahomes. You know, we've seen these things happen. I mean, obviously the Bucks beat Mahomes at a Super Bowl, and we've seen Burrow beat Mahomes in an AFC Championship game. But I just until I see it, it's just one of those things that that, that I'm not. I'm never going to say. It would be naive, I think, for either one of us to say at any point we're worried about because in the season. That this team. That's how I feel about the 49ers, you know? too. Yeah. Oh, let, let, let's quickly say one thing about the Niners. I mean, the Chase Young thing, which we, we didn't say earlier. Only than, than got this. them significantly better. 
the Chase Young thing is so terrifying. I, I just, as someone whose family's from Philadelphia, roots for the Eagles, the Chase Young thing on a bye week is just so, so scary. You know, three losses. On the flip oh. side, look what the commanders were able to do without him today. True. I just, I just feel like for both commanders and Raiders on Sunday, this was just one of those, oh, you thought our season was over and now we have a lot to prove. You know what that does to a locker room? Like, don't tell us it's right. over. We're here right. still making it. Well, I mean, right? it, so it kind of reminds me of when the whole John Gruden situation happened with the Raiders. Yes. And then they had some head right. coaches and they yeah. all went on a run. Yeah. And then Basache gets them into the playoffs. Exactly. So so it just, there's, there's that whole don't tell us, Vikings as well, right? Like, don't tell us it's over. We've got something to prove in this locker Josh Dobbs gets the um, yeah, well, ball of the week. Right. Oh, for sure. Well, C.J. Stroud, we'll get to. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. I'm changing his name to C.J. Stroud, by the way. Just C.J. Stroud. I don't know. I still think that what Josh Dobbs did was more impressive. To show up on Tuesday night at the earliest, which I don't know. Never throw to any of the starting receivers. Doesn't know the playbook. Doesn't know everyone's name. Really ridiculous. Quite an improbable win. I mean, within the game, I still think the Texans win was more improbable for the moment with 46 seconds to go. The ball was C.J. Stroud after Baker seemingly wins the game for the Bucs. But... Let's get to one other thing, Taylor. I, I just want to say another thing. We were talking about the Niners, talking a little bit about the NFC. This actually has to do with the Ravens. But what sticks out to me is the Ravens, talk about measuring stick. The, you know, mm-hmm. in the, NFC, the pantheon of the NFC, the teams that have really mattered in the NFC, the Lions and the Seahawks both matter significantly in the NFC playoff picture, Super Bowl picture, et cetera. And what the Ravens have done to the Lions – 38 to six, and then to the Seahawks, 37 to three, you know, a little more than I do, but something special is going on with the Ravens. I understand. I agree. But even going into this game today, and I am a little bit more apprehensive than you are to like immediately jump on the Ravens bandwagon, because I feel like it's easy for them to show up as two totally different teams. And we saw them show up against the Colts. Not great. We've and seen the, them show and, up against teams that are not great. So when I was going into this game, as we we're heading into the Seahawks-Ravens game, I thought the team that kind of shows up, because both the Seahawks and the Ravens have a tendency to either really be on fire and firing on all cylinders and every element of their game is really complete, or it's like you almost get a version of them where they're all in or not all in. So I felt like, okay, well, it's going to be the team that decides to show up. Obviously, Ravens have been showing up back-to-back weeks. They looked great. Lamar looked great. Their run game looked great with running backs that had just joined their team. So, yeah. This is a motivated team that's not only getting peak Lamar Jackson. Defensively, this is now a little bit scary. Defensively, like they they had 23 more first downs than the Seahawks, which was crazy. Is this, I mean. Another crazy thing, though. Think about heading into Monday night. If the season were to end right now, all four AFC North teams would make it to the playoffs. Let's just end the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, let, and the let, Steelers. Let's end the regular season right now. I'm all for that. I think that's such a great story because, again, we've said it again and again right here. And let's catch up. This division was not the division that everyone was talking about as being the division of note because I think nobody- AFC North and NFC West was. But AFC North to be this, I mean, the Steelers, I'm sorry. Pickett, I don't think that many people were excited about Pickett. And I, and I just think it's... He had a fantastic preseason. And there was a lot of storylines saying that his improvement this offseason was spectacular. 
but I, I see what you're saying. It's pretty ridiculous to say. But the fact that you're saying all the, all the teams making the playoffs, again, and then what the Bengals did on Sunday night. So, I mean, you're talking, obviously, Ravens, Bengals. And then think about Deshaun Watson coming Browns, back. Everyone's wondering Browns. what he's going to look like. He looks fantastic. The Browns held the Cardinals to 58 yards. It was not even a football game. That's not a game. That's not a game. That's not an opponent. You know, Dobbs out of town. And, and clearly, this was just not. With Kyler, there was sort of, you know, okay, will Kyler play in this game? Obviously, saving him for another week. But that was just ugly and awful. I'm not going to say, you know what I mean? I, I started the Browns bandwagon for us. But <laughs> you did. they consider the opponent on this one. But you're right. If, if, Even this this is without Nick Chubb, so where would they be with Nick Chubb? It's, and that was such a devastating blow to this team. But look at how they're holding it together. Mm -hmm. Without Chubb, without Deshaun for numerous weeks. The AFC North is scary. And one other thing, considering Bengals and Bills Sunday Night Football, I just want to say this. As much as the Dolphins – I'm saying the Dolphins – the Dolphins are out of the, the Super Bowl conversation as far as I'm concerned. I'm not willing to yeah, say that. I agree. The Bills have really been Jekyll and Hyde. And frankly – Again, in measuring stick games, the Bills have not been very good at all. And, and, and again, this game got cute for a moment against the Bengals. But I'll say this much. We can't exactly close the coffin on the Bills for a couple of reasons. And that is the Bills are going to play two games, again, I'll say measuring stick, that we're going to learn so much about them. Because they're going to they're play the Eagles, they're going to play the Chiefs, and that's going to tell us so much about what this Bills team can really do. And so there, there's just so much that's still ahead of that team. And, and I just, I, you know, again, Josh Allen has been, there's been games when, when certainly we've wanted more out of Josh Allen, but mm -hmm. this team can still prove a lot. They're still, I, I would say. They're still in there. Another team that kept it really close. They were still, they were never fully out of it. We had to wait until the very end of this game. Yes, so we thought, gosh, absolutely. are they going to come back? Are, you know, are they not? And it reminded me a little bit. I mean, it was a far closer game, the Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, you know, again, adapted to Dak Prescott, as you know that I am, Taylor. And I know we're about, we're going we're gonna to try As to... we should be after his game today. Not This loss does not fall on him. Not, you know, Dak Prescott in his last four games against the Eagles, Taylor, 14 touchdowns, one interception, averaging about 315 yards a game. Three wins, one loss, a 135.8 passer rating. Dak is so good. It, it, to me, I just I wrap Dak up in his entire rookie season and then every game he plays against the Eagles. And that's what, in my mind, is what Dak is all the time. And I know that's not what he is all the time, but Dak played well enough to win this game. I thought the Cowboys overall played well enough to win this game. Credit to the Eagles. For I do, too. I think that they were – I mean, I hate blaming a loss on penalties, but in the first half of that game, there was a lot of there was, penalties there was. that I did not think were warranted. But then I, I would just say, again, you know, the schoonmaker play, which is a touchdown and then not a touchdown, you know, by a, yeah. a, a foot. And then Dak, two-point conversion versus nothing. Again, half a foot stepping out of bounds. So that's arguably the game right there. And again, credit to the Eagles for winning these types of games. Eagles 8-1, seemingly completely in control of the NFC East and had that mm -hmm. game going away. It would have been completely up in the air. But Cowboys still right there. I mean, we wanted to say – it was it was nearly over for the the Cowboys after they just laid a complete egg against the 49ers but Cowboys Cowboys can still make noise and Cowboys can be any team in the NFC I still I still completely believe in the idea that the Cowboys could beat any team because again totally I agree and even and they're going to play the, these two teams are going to play again in a couple of weeks right. week 14 and I think the outcome could be Cowboys beat the Eagles. Yeah, well, absolutely. This this looks like a split for the season series. I we we always said that. And again, without Diggs, I mean the loss of Diggs hurts a lot. And, and I still think, you know what? 
Pollard is still, I still feel like Pollard's got another gear. I still feel like there's more that this team can get from Pollard. And that's going to be exciting. And C.D. Lamb over the last two weeks, Taylor, I believe 158 yards, yeah. 91 yards, back-to-back weeks, setting career highs. He looks – I mean, is there a receiver in the league that looks better than C.D. Lamb right now? It, it, he's got an argument. Uh, that's that's okay. And, and, and before we leave, Taylor, let's just say this much. Uh, you mentioned it early, but C.J. Shroud, 470 yards, five touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Week nine, but offensive rookie of the year. There's just like stop. Just I mean, print that right now. That's out. And the last shout out goes to the running back who ended up kicking their field goal. Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. <laughs> just I just like saying it, but I don't I, love saying it. But I'm glad you do. I I, I, I did it for us just in case. I, I think it's a lot of fun. And and that game, look, I mean, losing your kicker is. is in a, in a game that close, that certainly could have been the difference. And instead, Stroud just says, 46 seconds. I don't even need all 46 seconds. I'll win this game. And, and finding his fellow rookie, Tank Dell, in the end zone late in that game. I mean, what a defining moment. Titans are going to be the team that goes from worst to first in their division. It's pretty exciting to see what's happening with D'Amico Ryans and the Texans. And Every year one team does it, that they're going to be the team this year. I think so. And again, and again, Stroud to lose the sort of rookie head-to-head battle the week before against Bryce Young, and then to come out and just say, sorry, I am the rookie of note from the quarterback position this season. That's it. All right, Taylor, we will do more. We didn't quite hit the 10-minute mark. I'm so mark. proud of us for hitting our 10-minute mark, by the yeah, way. Sam, I never thought we would get you in under 10 minutes. Look, it happened. Miracles are possible.